Good morning, everybody. Good evening to Pakistan. What's up? My name is Joshua T. Berglund. I'm the host of Gratitude Unfiltered. Um, Today's a very special day, and um, I'm absolutely honored to be speaking to you all in Pakistan today. Um, and then, of course, to everyone around the world on the Libmana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. I'm truly, truly honored to have the opportunity to speak with you guys about the power of truth. And it has been my experience with truth that um, sometimes truth is not, all not that easy to speak. <laughs> truth is a scary thing because when we think of truth, I mean, for me, I think of Jesus because of all the uncertainty in the world, of all the, the confusion that goes on uh, with the media and the, the information that we're fed. And I, I know this to be true all over the world. Sometimes it's really hard to know what and who to trust. And I, I always think about, I, I think about with all of the confusion in the world right now, and there's a lot of hurting and sorrow. And the group that I'm speaking to is not uh, watching. I, I don't know what's going on with the technology here. But here's the thing. Jesus said, keep our eyes fixated on him for a reason. And that reason, I believe, is because he is the one true thing in this world. But the other thing that I think is very important to understand is that without our truth, I don't think we can ever really get to know Jesus. It's one thing to give your life to Jesus. It's one thing to raise your hand and say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And for a lot of you that are watching, maybe he is. But I never really understood the power of Jesus, the power of the relationship with Jesus until I got comfortable with my truth. And what was interesting about my truth is this. Sometimes, or what was true for me in one moment, it actually changed the closer I got to Jesus, the more I got to know Jesus. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. Um, and I, I was thinking about how I wanted to address this. I'm not a preacher. I'm not even really even a pastor. I mean, I'm called the shock jock evangelist because, well, the subject matter that I normally cover is pretty shocking. That said, I am a man. I'm a man that loves the Lord with all my heart. But it wasn't always that way for me. In fact, if anything, I can't say that I, I don't know what's worse. Not liking God, not paying attention to God, hating God, being angry at God, or just flat out ignoring him. All I know is that any inch of separation that I have between myself and the Father, now it feels like death. And looking back at my life and where I was and how uncomfortable I was with the truth, and, and there was times in my life when I was a, a kid that, you know, even though your family says, okay, you need to be honest, the fact is that I was also told to lie. I was told to keep secrets. And learning to keep secrets taught me how to be a really great liar, and it taught me how to hide. And it was a habit for me that even after I gave my life to the Lord, that I didn't fully appreciate or understand. I kept thinking, why is everything going wrong? Why am I struggling? Why, why am I not getting my breakthrough? Well, for me, in my experience with truth, is that even if I wasn't lying, but if I was hiding something, if I was hiding a piece of my testimony, I was hiding something that God had done for me, if I was hiding that, that was just as good as lying. It took years for me to figure out that it took years for me to figure out that 
the secrets that I was keeping were actually my gift to the world. Now, that may not make sense to you, but you see, what I've learned about the Lord is this. Everything that the devil has done to try to hurt me, everything that the devil tried to convince me to do to hurt myself or to hurt others, everything has now been used as revenge on the enemy. The secrets that I used to keep about having HIV, about being an abuser, or be, even my secret addictions, my struggles with sexuality, my struggles with addiction, my, my struggles with truth. I realized in confessing this, in confessing it publicly, that God was able to use it in a powerful way. In fact, what I've learned is it's one thing to confess a secret to a friend. It's one thing to confess a secret to a pastor. But it's something about sharing your testimony with a group of people or a large audience that seems to create a tidal wave of goodness. I used to create tidal waves of destruction in hurting people because I was so wrapped up in my own misery, my own brokenness, my own sorrow, that I had that I had no care for anything other than trying to take away my own pain. Not realizing that Jesus had already done that for me. I just needed to accept that fact. Allow me to reset. Actually, let's do one thing. I'll be right back after this. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finest things, the diamond rings, the designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on, still more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Plug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody want to work for it. All right, we are back live speaking to an amazing group of people in Pakistan and, of course, you all over the world. We are talking about the supernatural power of truth. My name is Joshua T. Berglund uh, with Live Mana Ministries, and uh, I'm so blessed to be speaking to you guys today. Um, I'm gonna, I found something. I, I did a broadcast a couple years ago. And it was about the supernatural power of truth. And it's funny, even after a couple of years, like I've, I, when I first got started to get comfortable with the truth and started confessing all of these things that I used to hide, I got to see God work in magical ways. You see, one of the things that I was most ashamed of was the fact that, so, okay, let me back up. After I gave my life to the Lord, I was got, and I started doing gratitude unfiltered or actually do a talk show, it's called Morning Gratitude. And after I was doing that, I was sharing all of the bad things that I did for the most part. But I was hiding two things. I'd opened up a little bit about my struggles with my sexuality and over trying to overcome that and overcoming those, those demons uh, that, that just in some of the addictions that I had. But I was hiding two things. I was hiding the fact that not only was I abused, but I became an abuser. I was also hiding the fact that I had HIV. I was hiding it because I was worried about being judged. I was hiding it because I didn't want to shame my family. I was hiding it because I didn't want to embarrass the people that were friends with me. I was hiding all of this stuff because I was fearful that I would not be accepted by the world. Here's what I've learned. We are going to be judged and ridiculed and made fun of and teased and mocked no matter what you do. If you spend any time on social media at all, you're going to get made fun of eventually. So you're going to be judged. But, you know, what's more annoying 
being judged for something that's not true or being judged for something that is true. I know for me that I would rather be judged for standing in truth, standing up for what I believe in. Pretending to be someone else is something that I got so comfortable doing that sometimes I even forgot who I was. In fact, maybe I didn't even know who I was at all. But when I finally got the courage, because a good friend of mine, somebody that was that believed in me before I believed in myself, before I knew I started to see myself as God saw me, he, he shared with me something that it's always stuck in my mouth or in my mind. 98% <laughs> of the truth is not the truth. And I could not figure out why, even though I gave my life to the Lord, even though I was sharing my love for the Lord, why was he withholding blessings? Why was everything failing for me at the finish line? Why was everything failing? Right when it looked like I was about to make it and finally be successful again, the rug got pulled out from under me and it all went away. How did this happen? 98% of the truth is not the truth. The truth has a superpower to it. I'm going to read something. This is a couple years ago that I wrote this, and it means so much more to me now than it ever meant before. Truth is a powerful weapon. When you, I didn't write this. This is the Bible. I'm getting to what I wrote. <laughs> I did not write the Bible. I did not do that. Forgive me. Truth is a powerful weapon. When used for God's kingdom, the truth can change lives and eternity. Ooh, the truth can change lives and eternity. It can change your eternity. Truth can change the course of your life forever. So can lies, but not the direction you want to go. How many of you hate where you are at in life right now? How many of you right now feel like, feel like there is something more for you? How many of you are, are like going, I know there's a better life for me. I know there is. I'm seeing all of this, everything around me, what I see on TV, what I see in magazines, what I see in newspapers, what I see in my own neighborhood. Why do they have a better life than me? Why is their fruit so much more fresh and ripe and plentiful than mine? And while it's not good to compare, it's hard not to compare when you feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm serving you. I'm doing, I'm doing this for you. What I have found is the answer to that question is we are holding something back from God that he wants to use for us. And that thing that he wants to use for us is the thing that we're hiding, the thing that we're keeping from God. Your pain, your suffering, your trauma, your abuse, your lies, your addiction, your failures. What if I told you none of it was really even about you? Because God wants to take all of those mess-ups and all of those failures and that pain and the addiction that you struggle with, the warfare on your mind. God wants to take it and use it, but you, he can't use it until you give it to him. It's kind of like salvation's a free gift. Like, I didn't have to pay to accept Jesus. I didn't pay money. <laughs> but... The secret was committing to the relationship, committing to the desire to want to have the life he had for me. But he, like that part was free, but he can't use the salvation. He can't use his resurrection power until you give him the garbage that you're hiding. Truth is a powerful weapon. When used for God's kingdom, the truth can change lives in eternity. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth of Jesus Christ literally, literally sets man 
free. Free from sin, free from addictions, free from anger, free from selfishness, free from spiritual bondage, free. But the truth that you have to understand first is that Jesus, God, loves you exactly the way you are, you broken, messed up wreck of a human being, or whatever you call yourself. Yeah, you, the one that's been cheated on, the one that's been lied to, the one that's been hurt and abused, the one that hurts themselves. Jesus loves you exactly the way you are. And the minute you can accept that fact, then Jesus starts to reveal more of his truth to you so that, God help me here, he reveals more of his truth to you so you can start to see yourself in the mirror the way that he sees you, when he designed you, when he created you, when he said, I'm going to make Bobby, Susie, Shafiq, Susan, Jessica, Joshua, James, all of you, when I make you in my image, this is how I see you. And it's time for you, my son, my daughter, it's time for you to see yourself that way. And it doesn't happen without truth. Truth tends to lead to successful action. My biggest fear with the truth was this, and I... Look, my dream as a child, all I ever did was dream of having a talk show and traveling the world and helping people and trying to make a difference in their lives. That's all I cared about. But I never knew how this was going to happen. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know that I was worthy of my dreams. Forgive the sirens. I, I'm in downtown Minneapolis and we have riots going on. So <laughs> pray for our city. But what I, what I realized was that for me, all of these things that I was hiding actually ended up when I got comfortable with telling that truth and exposing the things, when exposing the things that I had been kept hitting, all of those things that I dreamed about as a kid became reality when I started sharing the truth. God does not bless lies. Truth alone can lead man to perfection. And this perfection he has to earn by giving his own life to truth. If you're single, if you're, if you're single, um, heck, even if you're married or in a relationship, if you are not honest with your partner, you cannot expect to have a blessed relationship. Heck, most of the trouble that I ever got into in all of my relationships, and I've been divorced three times. So you should trust my, uh, my dating advice because I can tell you everything not to do. But I'm grateful that I can actually tell you what to do. I can tell you what will work for you. I can tell you exactly what will bring you the person that you've dreamed of. And if you're in a current relationship and you're struggling, how honest is your relationship? Because you can't even heal wounds of your past without being honest. The truth, even though it can be painful to experience, the truth that can hurt, the truth sometimes can even wound you a little bit more. But do you know what the truth does? It brings things to light. And in the light, you heal. I My phone's ringing, so I'm guessing I'm really not talking to Pakistan right now. I thought they were linked up with me. Oh, well, I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> it's too many Christmas. Anyway. So I'm talking to my, I, <laughs> I guess this is gratitude after unfiltered after all, because who I thought I was talking to, I'm not, but hopefully they'll watch the replay now. Gosh, that's embarrassing. Anyway, 
Because no one walks through life entirely alone, and those who give themselves to unselfish service to others will walk constantly with the radiant presence beside them. Let me read that one more time. Because no one walks through life entirely alone. That's hard to believe because how many, how many of you feel alone at times? I know I do. I can be in a room crowded full of people and feel alone. Because no one walks through life entirely alone. And those who give themselves to unselfish service to others will walk constantly with the radiant presence beside them. Something that is going to guard them and protect them because they have deserved it. Because they have earned the peace of inner life. They will have it regardless of what happens in the outer world. Truth is alive and walks with those that serve it. That's important. That's important. Truth is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is the truth. Truth is alive and walks with those that serve it. How supernatural is that truth? Truth is a being, a power, a quality. Truth is the most dynamic way that leads to reality. What is truth to us? How do we understand truth? How do you understand truth? In a world full of lies and manipulation and deceit, I had to literally, for me to learn the really tr the real truth, it started with, what does God say about me? And every time I started to hear something negative about myself, every time I started to, to, to hear that voice going, yeah, just take another hit. Do another line. It's okay. It'll be fine. Like, no one's going to know. You can, you can sneak off and cheat on your wife. It'll be okay. Every time I heard that and to hear the, the devil's seductive voice, it's okay, Josh. You can do that. No one's going to know. You can get away with it. You can get away with it. What happens when you give in to that temptation? So many Christians, so many believers out there from around the world fall into this trap about sin where they, they make the mistake and then they feel like, oh God, what have I done? I stared at that girl's boobs too long, or I slept with that guy that I didn't know, or I got wasted at the bar, and I started doing a bunch of cocaine. And you know. But you love Jesus. You're a Christian, and you and you you checked out that girl's boobs? You you did cocaine? And all of a sudden you you hide in shame and you feel guilty, and it's like, what am I gonna do? Oh my God! If if Susie at church finds out that I that that I that I had sex with her sister, oh, oh my God! The whole church is gonna know. They'll find out that I that, that I had a relapse. I can't go back into AA. I can't go back into NA. I can't go to my youth group. Oh God! God's gonna. Oh, what am I gonna do? And so then Christians hide in shame because now all of a sudden, because Christians are held to a higher standard as they should be. My phone keeps ringing. <laughs> Christians are held to a higher standard as they should be. But at the same time, when Christians sin and you will sin, you will mess up. We all do. I do. All the time, every day. I may mess up right after this is over, too. You never know. But when we get stuck in our sin and we get stuck in our shame and we get stuck in our guilt and we hide it, what happens? All of a sudden, because here's the thing everything that is covered, everything that is hidden, everything that we keep in the dark eventually is brought to light. But when
when someone else brings light for you, they're not doing you a favor. What you've done with your secret, when your secret's exposed, this is why people pay millions of dollars. This is why people pay millions and millions of dollars to make people not talk about what they did. Because they're trying to buy their way out of trouble. It doesn't work that way. When you put the spotlight on your own struggle, your own sin, and you talk about it, you put the light on it, because not only does it, the devil doesn't like the, the light. I'm just letting you know. He hates it. <laughs> like, he wants to torment you. He wants you to get trapped in your mind, in your own personal hell, with your shame and your secrets. But when you put a light on it, what happens? We always tell ourselves, oh my gosh, people are going to hate me. No one's going to talk to me. My wife's going to leave me. My friends are going to disown me. I'm going to get made fun of at school. I'm going to get bullied. What happens when we share how we messed up or we share our fears or the things that we're struggling with? When we actually share it, we get to see God use it for good. Are there consequences? Heck yeah, there's consequences. There's consequences. There's consequences. If I gave you a million dollars right now, you're going to have consequences. It's life. It's just the way it works. <laughs> there's a consequence for everything. The more successful you become, you have consequences. Good decision, bad decision. If you stand up for your love of the Lord, if you stand up for your love of the Lord and you profess your love for God to the public, guess what? People are going to make fun of you. People are going to shame you. I found out, like I heard, I heard, I found out third party, a comment that was made about me one time going, yeah, he would be successful if he didn't talk about Jesus so much. Let me get this, let me just make this really, really clear. I've been in jail six times. I've been homeless. I have HIV. I have a mental uniqueness, a few mental, <laughs> few mental uniquenesses. I was sexually abused, physically abused, then I became an abuser. I was a chem sex addict. If you don't know what chem sex is, it's basically I was addicted to doing meth and cocaine and having sex. And it was a five-day-a-week ritual at the end. Overdosed six times. Lost the right to see my twins because I gave them up for adoption because I was too much of a junkie to be responsible. My oldest daughter, thank God that she's back in my life, I wasn't a father to her. Wasn't. Didn't know her about her until she was three years old. Wasn't a father to her. Even the moments I tried, I didn't try hard enough. But my, my priorities were screwed up and I was wrapped up in my own shame and my own pain. But when I allowed the truth in, It's like truth became this ray of energy that just started to open my heart more and more. And as ugly as things were, as ugly as it is to talk about HIV, as ugly as it is to talk about, you know, all of the, the relapses and all of the, the failure and all of the, the cheating and lying and manipulation I did, as hard as it is to talk about that I struggled with my sexuality for most of my life, is... And, 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 and hated people that didn't deserve to be hated and hurt people that didn't deserve to be hurt. As much as all of that is true, and it is, until I was willing to confess it and quit hiding it, God had no chance of using it for good. Our testimony is a superpower. And testimonies evolve and change. Because what I've learned about God is this. Even just because I gave my life to the Lord doesn't mean I know everything. It doesn't even mean I know, frankly, it doesn't know, mean I know anything at all. But the more I seek Jesus, the more I seek to get to know him, the more of his truth is revealed to me. And in the process, the more my heart opens, the more the pain that I used to carry with me goes away. That's Jesus.
I tried other religions, tried universal gods and being spiritual. I tried all that. Now they're here. <laughs> if we start over. <laughs> Let's have, you know what? Let's have some fun. I can start over. Check this out. What's up, everybody? <laughs> okay, am I losing them now? Oh, no. What's going on? We need fiber optic cable everywhere. Maybe this is why 5G works so well. Hi, guys. <laughs> Oh, we lost them. Gotta love technology. You know, that's something that we take for granted in America. Good internet. Holy jeez. The last time I tried to do speak to Africa, we had the same problem. But what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> they're back. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I don't think it's enough just to give your life to Jesus or just even trusting Jesus with your life. Jesus wants to trust you too. I, I can't even imagine. Of course, I, I can't imagine what my mindset was when I would lie to God. Like I, in my prayers, would lie to God or try to manipulate God. Like who tries to manipulate God? My, my faith could not grow without truth. That was my truth in accepting Jesus' truth, accepting God's truth. And so many people struggle with knowing who they are, what God's purpose is for their life. Why am I here? Why am, why am I being abused? These are things that people battle with like all the time because they don't understand why. Like, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. I have only been blood. I've traveled to, you know, all over Mexico and Costa Rica, but I've never really been anywhere else. But the level of poverty and the struggle that I hear that Christians and believers go through in other countries like the Middle East, Pakistan, even in Africa, it's heartbreaking to think that. People there have to fight to be able to worship, to, 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 like they're persecuted on a level of being murdered for their beliefs. And yet, so many are willing to still stand up for the truth. And the truth is that Jesus saved them and Jesus changed them. And in America... In America, we get so comfortable with our donuts and coffee going into church. It's like a checkbox thing. Golly, I just did that stereotypical thing that happens in church or that people talk about, like checking the boxes. But it's true. Like how many of us that say that we love God are willing to, like, to suffer and fight for those that are hurting? We live in a world right now that is hurting beyond all comprehension. It's all under all comprehension. We have a world that's hurting. We have police brutality and I'm not pointing like, look, the police brutality, like there's great cops too. There's, there's bad preachers. There's preachers that cheat and lie and they're wolf in sheep's clothing. But then, 
there's amazing men of God, men and women of God too. There's dentists that are crooks. There's plastic surgeons that are crooks. And there's some that are amazing. But the only way that we're ever going to truly heal, not just ourselves, like it's easy to point at other people and say, you need to heal, you need to do this, you need to do that. But if we look at ourselves and we look at ourselves in the mirror, are we being true even to ourselves? I, I go back to dating because a lot of my manipulation happened when I was dating. Like there'd be times that I wasn't even like really trying to lie. I just thought that what I was thinking or felt like whatever I needed was actually what I really needed or what I wanted with my life. But so much of that in the confusion, there's no confusion in Christ. Christ is clarity. But what leads to clarity? Truth. And the more we open our heart to his truth, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we discover who we really are. And being able to stand in that truth makes you what God created you to be. So if you're a believer, I want to challenge you today. And then we're going to close this out because I've been speaking for 40 minutes and, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, cautious of your time or respectful of your time. But if you're a believer and you're withholding secrets, I want to challenge you today to surrender those secrets to God. Surrender them to God. He knows anyway. Like even in our prayers, when we're struggling with something, why would we hide what we're hurting from God when all he wants is us to humble ourselves and lay it at his feet, whatever it is, our worries, our struggles, our concerns, our addictions, our pain. He just wants us to give it to him because he's already paid the price for it. It's not, it's not like our pain is going to bother God. It's not like our struggles are going to like, okay, like it's not like God's going to look at you and say, dude, quit bugging me. <laughs> You're blowing up my phone. Like, stop. God didn't do that. God wants you to humble yourself and come to him with everything. Everything you worry about, everything you struggle with, but also he wants your praise. Because he is worthy of praise. Because I can't think of a more awesome thing than having a God, a loving God, that knows everything about me, but the way that I get to feel his love and experience the, his truth the most is when I lay everything at his feet and I trust him with it. He died on the cross so you wouldn't have to. He died for your sins so you, you wouldn't have to. So why hold it back? The church itself is, is right now, I, to me, is, is lost its way. Truth has become something that is not taking place in the church because you see it all the time with people being exposed for cheating, for lying, for stealing, for manipulating, for teaching a false doctrine. Why I'm not sitting here throwing Bible verses at you and everything else is because, frankly, I'm just a man that loves the Lord. I'm learning the Bible like everybody else. I don't pretend to know the entire Bible. But I do know the Word of God is what open my heart to truth and accepting that truth. And you know what? Being comfortable with God's truth 
and like really, really accepting it, it is your best defense against the enemy that wants to destroy you. The only thing that can shut the devil up and make him go back to hell where he came from is God's truth, his word. And when we speak his word, we destroy it. We shut it down because the devil doesn't have a comeback for God's truth. Non-believers. I want to speak to non-believers now. If I knew that following Jesus was as awesome as it was, I would have done it a long time ago. See, I thought Jesus was one of those people that, you know, wanted me to be in a, a, a prison and I couldn't do anything fun. I couldn't, couldn't be me. Like I felt like I was going to lose, even though I didn't know who I was. I thought that if I decided to be one of those Jesus people, that I was going to have no fun. I was going to lose who I was. I wasn't going to be me anymore. Well, let me tell you something. Before Jesus, my life sucked. As I mentioned before, jail six times, HIV, homeless, bankrupt twice, lost three marriages, lost my twins. Mental breakdown after mental breakdown after mental breakdown. Jesus set me free because I opened my heart to his truth about how he saw me. And what was funny for me when I was in, it was my sixth time in jail looking at five years in prison. I'm sitting there in isolation in LA County jail. And I'm finally go, what have I done with my life? You think the five other jail stints would have done it. You think that would have woken me up being in the paper for being arrested with a prostitute, being in the paper for abuse, being in the paper for a, a bar fight, assaulting a police officer. You, you think I would have woke up. But no, it took God putting me in isolation in L.A. County Jail in the psych ward where there was no getting out, nowhere to turn, and nowhere to escape. When I allowed God's word into my heart and I said, I'm done with, I'm done living this life. My life is no longer my own. Take me, please. I surrender. I'm done running from you. My life is no longer my own. Because I accepted God's love. It was John. I read John in the Bible. That's what did it. That's what unlocked it all for me. I mean, mind you, there was a series of reading Genesis and Revelation and reading Revelations in jail is not the most exciting. Like, I don't really recommend that. It's like a bad acid trip. It's horrible. But when I started to wait, this man died for me. This man really died for me. Why? And to understand why, and to just to really feel that, to feel his suffering, open my heart to his love. And in doing so, I finally started to see myself, even just a glimpse at first, but I finally started to see myself as God saw me. And all of a sudden, those dreams, those, those images that I would see in my head of me getting to serve around the world, me getting to speak to people, me getting to serve. And like I could feel even in those images where I didn't understand what they were. I could feel in my spirit that this was a life that belonged to me, but I didn't believe it was true. But how could I have believed it was true without knowing God's truth? 
and accepting God's truth, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. With accepting the fact that he loved me just as I am, and he would use everything that tried to kill me, including myself, he was going to use it for good. Everything that I feared about the truth never actually happened. Sure, telling people that I had HIV scared a lot of people away. Sure, telling people that I became an abuser scared a lot of people away. But here's what happened. I can now, whether I'm interviewing somebody I'm on my on Gratitude Unfiltered, or even talking on, on stage somewhere, or just meeting people in a prayer group, I can say that I was an abuser to be able to lay the foundation to create the space for others who have been abused to talk freely and openly. Because sometimes our mistakes, sometimes our failures, sometimes our struggles actually can help other people heal. Somebody having the courage to say that they're being abused, someone having the courage to say that they're struggling with their sexuality, someone struck. Uh, struggling with maybe they're steel or they're lying as their problem. When we open up about that, other people may have the courage to open up about their struggles too. And that is the beautiful expression of love. I'm grateful for God's truth. When people say the truth will set you free, it's not a surface level comment. The truth opens your heart. The truth heals your heart. The truth allows others to heal. I believe that's why they say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this broadcast. I have no idea what happened tech with technology and in our the people in Pakistan, um, but I just ask that this is used for your glory and your good, God. Um, I'm so grateful for your truth. I'm so grateful for you seeing me in a light that's better than I see myself, but that's true for all of us. And Lord, I just ask that you open people's heart to reveal your truth to them so that they can stand in truth themselves and also set others free with their truth. Lord, I just ask that you bless the people of Pakistan. I ask that you bless the people of Minneapolis and Chicago and Los Angeles and really everybody, people around the world that are struggling with the reality of seeing whether it's another brother murdered or more police violence or more riots or more property destruction or poverty or the persecution for just standing up for their belief in you or the people that are scared, Lord. I ask that the people that are scared to give their life to you, I ask that you open their heart and give them courage and show them that this is the way. This is the way to, to the life that they dream of. You give us those dreams and you give us those visions to show us what's possible, not to mock us, not to tease us. It's to show us what's true and what's possible once we give our lives to you, once we surrender it all to you and trust you. You're the most perfect truth there is. So I ask the Lord that your Holy Spirit drops in on every single person watching and listening around the world right now and drops in on them and reveals what's true about them, reveal their destiny. No matter where they are in the world, if they're in Africa, they're in the Middle East, they're in Australia, United States, Canada, Mexico, Japan, Russia, Paris, 
Lord, just drop the truth on them because you created us with the unique, special, and extraordinary purpose and assignment why we were created in the first place. Help people reveal the, reveal the truth to people that are looking at their situation, that were born in poverty, that were born in abuse, that were born in addiction. Reveal to them now, Lord, that you have a plan for them, and it is not to remain in poverty, not to remain in abuse, not to remain a victim. Reveal your truth. Reveal your promises now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Reveal this to them. Inspire hope. Hope in you. If they cannot have faith and, and bet on themselves, let them bet on you. Because ultimately it is you that delivers us to our destiny and what we were created to do. Spirit of the Lord, I just ask you, just burn. Burn away the pain and the trauma that has been inflicted on generations of uh, the, gener the generational curses on land, generational curses on poverty, generational curses on abuse and addiction. I just break them off now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that the, the, the areas that have been inflicted by senseless war and bombings. I ask that you heal that land, Lord. If the meek indeed shall inherit the earth, and I know that is what is considered the meek are watching right now and listening right now, remind them of who you created them to be because I know that they've seen glimpses of it in their mind. They feel it in their heart that you have something more for them, Lord. You have greatness for them. You have an extraordinary life for them. We love you, Lord. And those of you right now that want to give your life to the Lord, it's so simple. I'm not going to lead in some prayer because I believe that you should use your own words. And maybe for you today, it's like, God, Father, I surrender. My life is no longer my own. Use me, Father. Use all of me for your purposes. The purpose that you created me for, use that. I want the life you chose for me. I surrender. Take my life. My life is no longer my own. I'm all in. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for watching. Um, I do apologize to Pakistan. Wait, I'm not sure the uh, why we weren't able to connect, but they did. Bad Wi-Fi, but, you know, I trust that God has a plan for everything and even little technical difficulties <laughs> uh, can't stop God's word. Um, as I said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm, I'm just a man that loves the Lord. I'm just a man that wasted most of his life running from really what I knew I was supposed to do. I wasted all of the blessings that God gave me. Unlike a lot of people, watching. I wasn't born into poverty at all. I had a, I mean, I was always provided for. Heck, even when I was homeless, I was always provided for. That didn't stop the devil from getting a hold of me, though. But I'm so blessed to say that when I gave my life to the Lord, it didn't mean my life got easier. But I started to understand the meaning of my life. And sometimes 
Sometimes just knowing why you're alive is enough to put a smile on your face and let you make it through the day. And I understand there's a lot of you that sometimes don't know how you're going to make it through the day. And I swear to you, I am not perfect. I mean, I may try to bite someone's face off in an hour from now. I don't know. But I do know what my life was like before Jesus. It sure as heck was not a life worth living. I think about all of the things that I lost. You know, the thing is, is like, when <laughs> I guess when you grow up in poverty, it's almost like you don't know what you've lost because you haven't had a whole bunch. <laughs> like, I got to... I got to experience having a bunch of stuff and losing it all a few times. But the, the, the advantage of that was is that I, I knew what success looked like. I knew like I knew how to do certain things. So I know I had some advantages. But I couldn't even see those advantages because I was had my head so far up my butt in my own pain and self just self-loathing. Every time I would go to a, a Bible camp and like Falls Creek, <laughs> which you may not know what that is, <laughs> some of you, uh, it's a church camp in Oklahoma. Um, try to go to church and, you know, like listen to the preacher man and go to the youth group and do all the right things. I had this idea of what God was and who Jesus was, and I didn't want anything to do with it. But I looked at it as prison. I looked at it like I can't do. I can't do this. I can't do that. That's how I was seeing God. That is not God. God is yes. Yes, your dreams get to come true. Yes, I have a better life for you. Yes, I have a purpose for you. Yes, I love you just the way you are. But I can make you better. I can give you the fuel that you seek. I can give you a hope that you've only dreamed of up to, up to this point. Everything that I lost in my life, with the exception of my twins, the Lord has restored. And I believe in time the twins will come back in my life. It's all because of God. It's all because of just surrendering to Jesus. And surrender is a daily practice. <laughs> it's a daily practice just like a relationship with God is. When I got in the habit of giving God my first, and my middle and my last, but started with giving him my first. First thing I do in the morning is seek his word, to seek him. Putting God first in my marriage has made my relationship successful, my marriage successful. And you know what? I've never had a successful relationship in my life because I never put God first. Our business, our media organization, I had no chance without putting God first. I said earlier that our pain and our trauma isn't about us. Heck, your gifts, your gifts, what you've been blessed with, your talents, those aren't even for you. It's your gift to the world. And do you know what is really extraordinary? When you take the pain and suffering and the trauma that you have and you lay it at the feet of Jesus and surrender it to him and trust him with it, what you get to see is that God will take that along with your gifts. It's like he mixes it up in this pot and just shoots your life through a cannon. That's what it feels like. He uses your pain purposefully.
but you got to give it to him first. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank you for being here. God bless you all and have an amazing day. Take care.